0: Welcome back to We Are Live. My name is Chris Denman. We're live from Midco Studio, Grand Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Happy to be here in the Cranesburg Arts Foundation's dot. Zach Building, joining from Brooklyn, New York, the great Marvis Morell. he's- uh, Hi, you, Dr. Ed. Are you, are you calmed down, Trav? Are you calmed down from Ben Fred thieving your favorite segment? I, I can't
1: believe how calm you are. And, and the fact that you're defending Ben Fred is not only pathetic, uh, but very Trumpian of you. Uh, you're a grifter and to oh, support someone that looks like the hillbilly that he looks like, oh. uh, is very on brand for you, but sure. He just stole something that's a vital part of our show. And the reason why we are where we are right now, but keep, keep cheering on people, stealing our creative content, Chris.
0: We'll do that. Uh, Dr. Ed Minyeko joined us each week for dogs on film. And, uh, he is a proprietor of a little place called Hillside Animal Hospital. We're huge fans of his work. And if you're a fan, you need to take your pets by for all of their checkups, any kind of issues, you go see Dr. Ed and the wonderful staff at Hillside Animal Hospital. Dr. Ed, you're a longtime Blues fan. How you feeling today, buddy?
2: Oh, really good. I mean, gosh, it was such exciting the last three games. Right? Wow.
0: Just, it's fun, too. Like you kind of think like, oh, uh, double overtime thriller in game seven would have been nice. No, it's fun to watch your team kick the crap out of the other team too, don't you think?
2: Well, yeah, they're, they're just firing on all cylinders. I yeah. mean, all four lines are scoring. Uh, the four checking is amazing. It's the yeah. pass work. I mean, I, I got nothing to complain about. Isn't mean, You know?
0: The only complaint Dr. Ed has is uh, he needs tickets to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. So if you want to get on the good side of the best veterinarian in the St. Louis area, <laughs> maybe you'll offer up some tickets to uh, the great Dr. Ed, who's been a fan since day one. So uh, we'll, make, we'll see if we can make that happen. I, yeah. want, I want you in there. I want you cheering them on.
2: You know that famous uh, finals that they talk about the last time the, cut and the Blues were in the finals, the 70s, mm-hmm. okay, uh, against uh, the Boston Bruins? Well, you know, gosh, I was only you know like 11 years old at that time really and believe it or not if you can picture like where Hampton and Chippewa and Watson all come together mm-hmm. there's like a uh i don't know 10 story like nursing home now there it used to be a, it used to be a hotel okay and literally the Boston Bruins that's where they stayed when oh, they were in town we wow. rode our bikes down there and we were yelling up at them and we actually got Derek Sanderson to come to the window, and he was yelling at us to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> back in the days, whenever professional athletes would
0: smoke cigarettes in the hotel room, oh, yeah. right? He's I'll like, never,
2: yeah. I'll never forget that. That was so funny.
0: That's hilarious. He's like, kid, I've got St. Louis's best prostitute up here right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> 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 Doctor Ed had a run-in with a Bruin. In the, wow, that's amazing. So wait, are you gonna go heckle this time around? No. So no yeah. Okay. You wouldn't go like, hey, guys remember me? You're not gonna scream at him.
2: Oh, I'll scream hi to him. I know him. Oh,
0: your buddies with David Backus. Yeah, yeah, that's I nice. Am. He's done. That makes sense. Uh, in the world where uh, you always want people from similar worlds to know each other, how St. Louis is that that you're friends with David Backus? I,
2: I got some good David Backus stories.
0: Good, good. Like we can talk about it on the air or yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, good, there was
2: good. A, you know, they were they were big foster parents. You know, for a lot yeah. of the rescue rescue dogs, and they had a, a dog who. Uh, was pregnant and she started to give birth and she was having trouble. So they, they brought her to the clinic, David and his wife, Kelly, uh, late at night. Uh, several of my staff came in and we ended up doing a cesarean section on this dog. And I mean, it was all hands on deck because uh, I, I was pulling the puppies out and then we pass them off and everybody revives them. And David and Kelly and everybody was, you know, taking the puppies and, warm you know, wiping them with towels and warming them up. Holy
0: and, moly. And
2: David got his phone out and he started filming it all and, um, we posted the video online, and then he talked about he gave us a big shout out like the next night at the blues game
0: holy cow you 've been through the <laughs> been through the ringer with Bacchus yeah so you okay so you 're not even conflicted, you guys are friends <laughs> if 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 the Bruins come in and take over and win the win the cup, you will have some joy in your heart
2: i will i will i 'll be sad you know obviously I want the blues to win, but i mean i 'd be very very happy for david
0: travis we need to uh You know how we always strive to be better men and better people. I don't have that in me. Yeah, I'm like, congrats. You got a bunch of money. You play for Boston Boston now. (laughs) You play for Boston now. Thanks for the help with the dogs while you were here. You're about to get crushed. Sorry, Backus.
1: Uh, No, I, I think I'm just happy it worked out for the organization and it happened to work out for a David Backus. David Backus, look, he didn't want to leave, but the guy wanted a bigger contract and deservedly so. And Boston was that team that, for the long, for the longest time, we thought he could end up if he were to hit the free agency market. And so uh, I'm happy to see that he's in the Stanley Cup final. And I'm also happy, of course, for the Blues to be there as well. So I, I like that underlying story. And of course, I want the Blues to win it. But David Backus gave his all to this organization, especially at points when this organization wasn't going anywhere. And... Uh, to be able to make, meet up with them in the Stanley Cup finals is a really cool story. So I'm excited, I'm excited. It's hard to be like not completely satisfied with this outcome because again, the Blues were in last place on January 3rd in the NHL and here they are with the opportunity to play for the Stanley Cup. I think even before the Blues struggled in the first half of the season I think if you told Blues fans that you would have an opportunity to play for the Cup, they would take that in a heartbeat. And especially after where they were in January, um, folks would have thought you were on crack. So to see them now actually four wins away from playing for the Stanley Cup, I'm fine with how it plays out no matter what, to be honest.
2: Can you imagine what what kind of odds you could have got in Vegas on January 3rd? Have some, I have lose to win some Stanley Cup.
0: There's people out there that got those odds, and they're uh, they have a lot to win, and I'm sure it would pay handsomely because they looked horrible. They fired their coach, like the whole thing's absolutely wild. I I am, I am just really excited. Travis, uh, Doctor Ed, chime in on this. But Tommy, you're a big uh, sports guy, Gardner, uh as yep. well. Uh, <laughs> are we? Are we? Uh, my happiness is like tripled because they're playing a historic team. In the Boston Bruins, with some history, with some recent success. Uh, if the alternative would have been the Carolina Hurricanes, you talk about elitist New York New Yorkers like Travis really overlooking this. Um, I don't know. That makes to I, me that makes it th- so much more special.
3: I'm gonna get greedy with everything involved here as a fan because we know the history of. Boston franchises against St. Louis franchises, especially in recent history. Recent does not play well for us. Um, But also, you know, we go back to like Bobby Orr's and that famous photo of him just sprawled out midair after scoring a goal. I want the Blues to win and also in in a dramatic way. And I want the Blues, a certain player, I don't know who I want yet but I want one of the Blues players to recreate that photo themselves so we can take it back. We can try and take back the photo itself in that moment as well. Yeah, I know it's not gonna necessarily work because Bobby Orr, one of the top, I mean, a consensus top three player of all time. So we don't have that on this team. But I would at least like to win it and then also Rub it in the face a little bit by trying to take back the photo in some way.
0: No, that certainly makes sense. I, uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of, uh, of lore that could be created mm-hmm. with a, uh, a series like this against Boston. And, and this if John Ham's got to drop an elbow on Marky Mark hey. in the middle of the ice, good luck, Boston. Your little hero is about five seven. Our guy is a normal sized, large Saint Louisan. Look out, people. How Here about comes Ham.
3: How about this? Hawkman brought this up yesterday. He mentioned his favorite Marky Mark song, or at least right there with uh, uh, "Good Vibrations," being "You Gotta Believe." Right? You gotta believe. How about this? Because there was a couple of Boston Bruins fans recently that tried to take Gloria away. What if we take a
0: Boston song away? What if we take? What if we take the whole band to Boston? What away? if we
3: take Marky Mark's "You Gotta Believe"? <laughs> And make that and a song it. for this series as well. It fits. You got to believe, right? You yeah. got to believe.
2: Don't they play uh, Sweet Caroline? Everything. Is, that, is that a Red Sox Red game? Red Sox or? games, Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Well, they, and that's what I was saying last night. That's not, even close that. to, that's not even close <clears throat> to Neil Diamond's best song. It's not even close. So, you, you know what? Keep that. But let, let's take What about beers?
1: Play. What about the beer matchup? Do you think the, uh, the folks, uh, of course, at Anheuser-Busch and Samuel Adams will have a little they have fun to. back and forth between mm-hmm. them? For this.
3: Yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. It, it would be you're about brands, right, Travis? That would make sense for Not very much so. That would make sense for them to do that, right?
1: Yeah, and this will technically be what Elizabeth Warren versus Josh Hawley.
3: <laughs> well, they got that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's how that works, huh? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, what are I...
3: Hey, don't you throw Holly in my face now, okay? Can we trade him? Sorry, or... my bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a rough one. Him hey, man,
3: is you in the flatbed truck he rode in on, okay?
0: You know Gardner in that famous photo <laughs> you talk
2: about. Yeah. You know that he's flying through the air because Barkley Plager knocked him on his butt, didn't
1: you? After he
2: scored. Yeah, the goal. after he scored.
3: After he scored, Barkley Holy Plager took him
1: molly. out. yeah, oh, that's yeah. a. How cool yeah. was that last night though to watch Bobby Plager? and his reaction with the media around he was he was so in the moment as you would expect and again that 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 man has been the the soul of this organization mm-hmm. for many years and to have him finally get back to the Stanley Cup final like i said i think the city obviously wanted it the fan base needed it but i think to see someone like Bobby Plager who has meant so much to the city to to get back to the Stanley Cup i thought that was uh, at the top of the coolest moments last night, and of course, uh, Layla, who the team has been playing for throughout the entire playoffs, there it, it just it was finally for St. Louis a feel-good moment for the city, and that's cool to have again because it, it is very unifying, and that's something that we don't often see.
3: And two, I saw the reports like uh, from the dressing room, like they're talking to Vladimir Tarasenko, and he's even recounting. He's like, "Yeah, we almost teared up ourselves because." They were walking in there, and they saw Kelly Chase like crying in the hallway. Oh, like, man. So like, there, there was a lot Can you, of uh, emotion from alums.
0: I'm not giving anything away here. I think it's fairly well-known, and definitely during the whole years, it was, uh, I guess, um, highlighted a little more. Can you imagine the scene at 4 a.m., uh, I'll say 7 a.m., Outside of Obi Clark's in uh, Brentwood this morning, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving anything secret away here. This is something that uh, that's definitely a thing that I'm. I would like to check these guys' Twitter accounts because uh, I'm guessing the scene outside Obi Clark's was very confusing for commuters this morning. They're like. I think I just saw Brett Hull funneling something <laughs> with Vladimir Tarasenko outside of a bar yeah. near a mall. Like, what's happening here? Right? Like- and then from a hockey standpoint, what's
1: really cool, speaking of Vladimir Tarasenko, a guy that, again, back in, shoot, mid-January, people were discussing trading.
4: Yeah. Well, now
1: Vladimir Tarasenko is getting hot. So what, what a perfect time for one of your better players to get hot just in time for the Stanley Cup. As Dr. Ed pointed out, all four lines scored last night. So the Blues are doing everything that a championship team needs to do in order to win a Stanley Cup final so and then you have the hottest goaltender in all of hockey right now He's and' the very story attractive. that mm-hmm. if it all if it's all said and done, I think he could have his Kurt Warner moment like this guy came out of nowhere and this would be very cool if the Blues could win it and Jordan Bennington becomes this legend. This is a guy. What did you say the other day, Gardner? Fourth on the depth chart.
0: Started the year off. Yeah. He, I mean, he—he's yeah. essentially, he, if in baseball terms, he was a quadruple-A prospect. And, like, and you he know what? And it's
3: so fit. Like a lot of things have been fitting along the way for their path. Like where they were in early January. You've given up, okay? That—that's a—that's a Blues fan right there, right? Being fatalistic at that point, and then somehow recovering. Right. And you're like, am I supposed to? Get into this or are they just set me up for disappointment again and that, that's a continuing <laughs> the right. theme of a true blues fan and then you beat the jets and then you, you know as you as you, you you get through get by dallas you, you then you take on the san jose sharks who swept you in the early aughts when you were the president's trophy winning team and then you get like a traditional franchise like the boston bruins and i mentioned the photo and the history there and the history between the two cities and, uh, and all this is, is kind of working. And then you also think, too, and it's always been a thing, like Blues goaltenders has been a joke. It was like Cleveland Browns quarterbacks is like how I've heard yeah. from fr- yeah. friends of mine. My friend Hockey Larry always says, like, yeah, we pick goalies like we pick – like the Browns pick quarterbacks. <laughs> Hockey, it's it's right, been something right. like that. And then you actually have had some good goaltenders. You know, one of them gets hurt in the, in the playoffs. Grant Fuhrer. That kind of happens. You've had these prospects that you're hanging – okay, we need a goaltender. We need to hang our hat on. It was going to be Jake Allen this recent go-around. It's always been the goaltender, and you've always found a reason or through a young guy to be like, okay, this is the guy. This is the guy that's going to help us out. And then it ends up being a guy you didn't see coming. That's, it's right. fitting in a way.
2: Well, in, the se- in the 70s, yeah. playoffs, if, I, if I remember right, I, mean, I think, Mike Leute I think, I think Jacques Plante got mm-hmm. hurt, and they had to put in Ernie Wakely.
3: It doesn't know. sound good. because no, I don't. I don't no. remember any way bigger league. than <laughs> no.
0: Weycliff. We, we used to call him Ernie Fakely. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at Dr. Ed See, was a rabble rouser. <laughs> I've been a fan <laughs> since six, the very first year, '67, See,
2: probably before yeah. any of you were born. Uh, y- yes, I, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was when were,
3: Dr. Ed treats hockey players like he treats Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, man. Now, hey, what,
2: I mean, weren't you like? I was so happy last night for Braden Shin. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, I
3: mean, he has been one.
2: You, you, you can't say one of the best players, but he's been one of the hardest-working players through this playoffs. I mean, he is just out there giving 110%, just throwing his body around, and he's been robbed numerous times by the goalies. Absolutely. His him score was just great.
3: And, uh, it, like, and it's, it's nice to, like you said, feel good about players that have struggled and stuff like that. And so, but personally it's easier to find an attachment to friends of yours that you know are huge fans, Like yourself, Dr. Ed. I'm sure you have friends that are just like, yeah, I'm happy for Dr. Ed in this situation. For me, it's my friend Hockey Larry, and I, but I still feel bad for him in a way because he became so frustrated with the franchise and what has been going on. He had season tickets for 25 years and got rid of them this year. So he got rid of his season tickets this year. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. I he saw can him, never go back. I saw him last night at the local watering hole and... I let it sit in for a little while, and I talked to him afterwards, and I said, are you gonna, are you gonna try to go to any Stanley Cup games? And he's just kind of shaking his head and pauses for a second, and he goes, one way or another, I'm going to find my way in there. Oh, I don't no. know how it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, uh, he no. said, "But it's gu- but it's going to happen." And I go, "I can't wait for the story for how it does." <laughs>
0: that could be absolute trouble. Um, I just want to do a quick reminder, St. Louis Pet Once West, they are a uh, a wonderful company owned by Nick and Lynette. That's right. Fresh local delivered for all of your pet ones' needs, enter code Gloria for thirty yeah. percent off. You like the uh, inclusion there, Gardner? That's yeah. a nice poll. Enter uh, Gloria, check out for thirty percent off, and give uh, Lynette a, a big shout out if you uh, if you all happen to order some food from them. Travis, you want to do some dogs on film? It's time for dogs on film. Oh, there I am.
3: <laughs> All right. Sorry about Our that, Chris yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: Waving like he's in Hollywood Square. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm Bruce Valanche.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: what do we have on Don't tap- laugh that yeah. hard at that, yeah, Travis. I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs>
3: Actually, let me, let me give you this, too. I, uh, we didn't get to this a little earlier.
1: Doctor, Ed.
0: Ed The good doctor Ed. is in. To play dogs on what? film. Oh, wow. Gardner had a plan the whole time. Oh, there we go. So we also, gotta- by the way, we
1: need to let people know this. Uh, one last blues note that it wasn't until the blues hired We Are Live Alum and St. Louis great comedian Carly ah, Lawrence.
0: Carly Lawrence is the be key. To their
1: in stadium host. And the year they do it, they go to the Stanley Cup final. So I think all those nerds and freaks that try to troll the lovely Carly Lawrence at the beginning of the season need to apologize. Because of her presence, the Blues are heading for a chance to win the Cup.
0: Does does Carly get the love or does Barb get the love? Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> does Carly get t- A little bit of both. But I'm also curious, does, if the Blues
1: win, does Carly get a ring?
0: Oh, Fair question. I does there get, are does she
2: get a day
1: with the Stanley big, Cup? It would be bigger than her.
0: Yeah, and also, boy, Carly, if that thing's filled with Everclear, I mean, you're talking Ooh. about a video. That, boy, that could be that could rival a Motley Crew party. I'm in picturing like
3: like the team winning and everyone celebrating, and people are just embracing each other. And then you look over and there's there's Barb in the cup. Barb and uh, Barkley making out in the
0: corner. Oh boy. office like a christmas office yeah like barb finally gives in to barclay's advances at the post stanley yeah that's good Who's barclay oh boy he's a dog it's a dog Um, for the blues
3: you'll 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 look it up later we'll we'll (coughs) teach you some stuff here you you teach us about psychic vampires we'll teach you about a dog thank you about that oh god All right, we got some movies for you for Dogs on Film. But first, let me tell you how the game is played. A lot of people know, but just to recount quickly, uh, it's called Dogs on Film, but we've run out of dog movies. And uh, so we keep the title, but we change the theme. Sometimes we have one theme, an overall theme for the game, or we kind of individualize it with some of the movies and some of the pairings. We have six total movies, three pairings of movies. I give you a pairing. You have to guess which one of the movies I give you has a better score on Rotten Tomatoes. If you get it right, you get a point. If you don't, you don't get a point. You can get a maximum of three points. We do have a tiebreaker, a seventh movie for a tiebreaker in which you will guess closest to the actual Rotten Tomatoes score. Throughout the game, arbitrarily, I'll decide... If I want to tell someone or a group of people that they have a right answer. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. With that or a wrong answer. <laughs> with that, which you don't want to hear. I don't know, remember who won last week. I believe it was me. Chris won oh, last week. Oh, boy, that week. was Dr. Team
0: there was a lot of power behind that He uh, <laughs> Kind point. of pointed like, yeah. you know what? Uh-huh. Screw you,
3: Derek Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> pain's still there. Though. Yeah.
0: Right. It still hurts, right?
3: Um, and my friend, Sean, uh, we get together every week, and uh, he kind of narrates or reads descriptions of these movies to kind of help you out if you haven't
0: how seen did, them. How did Sean score this gig? Can we give the folks listening and watching at home why we use Sean? Can you I just don't... give me one sentence on why we use Sean? He's, Free
3: drinks. Yeah. He's flamboyant.
0: Okay.
4: He's,
3: volatile. He's engaged. Oh, he is most certainly volatile.
1: Yeah. He's
3: very And balanced.
4: possibly Tommy's
1: father. That's true. No, that's what he would want.
3: I told him no, something. To what
1: would you tell him?
3: We'll find out as we play the game known uh, as Dogs scared.
0: on a
3: film. Brought to you
0: by the Great Hillside Animal Hospital, everybody.
3: Okay, your first one is going to have a New York theme to it, Travis, as well as a money theme. So New York and money is the theme with these first two movies. Here's your first one. You ready?
0: Dr. Ed's got guesses All Let's right, do man. it. You
3: doing?
5: All right, now, shall we start with the movies? We got to get a fan. It's getting hot up here. The air conditioner's out. You need to... We usually have a fan right here. You need a nice breeze this time of day. Why's your air conditioner already out? It's from last... It died at the end of last year. Look at it. Look at that thing. It's like 20 years old. Probably weighs 20... You know... 200 pounds. Clean the filter? It's dead. No, it started smoking. Like you. <laughs> I'm trying to quit. Yes. I haven't smoked the other stuff in a long time. Anyway, our first movie, Money Train, 1995. Caper Ooh. Story. Caper Story. Thriller. One hour, 50 minutes. Charlie, Woody Harrelson, is a New York City transit cop with a, mo- with a mountain of gambling debts, and John, Wesley Snipes, is his responsible and frequently exasperated foster brother. Huh? They, complete, they compete amicably for the affections of fellow officer Grace, Jennifer Lopez. But things become more serious when Charlie decides to rob the money train that carries the transit authority's daily proceeds. John must decide whether to prevent Charlie's crime or to join in on the heist. Wow. What happens? Don't know. Haven't seen it. All right, your first one is Money Train.
3: Pretty good cast. Pretty good cast. It is a very good cast. All right, Money Train. Who's the villain in that, by the way? I don't recall... I've seen that movie a couple times but it's been forever uh, I feel like he's re-
1: isn't he responsible for like even the villain in the movie didn't he like uh, commit a famous murder oh really I'll is look, it
3: Robert Blake I'll look it up I'll see if that's I who I think who it is. Aaron Hernandez no? okay alright here's your <laughs> second
0: movie we need to chastise Boston more for Aaron Hernandez I think yeah, yeah. I, he's a serial killer okay thank you Wait, I, and I should
3: it? I refer to yeah. him as Aaron Michael Hernandez yeah. because of that
0: so. Dude. perfect. All
3: right, Money Train. First one. Here's your second one. It is Robert Blake. It is Robert Blake. Well, you're right, Travis. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought.
0: So strange. I've never, I've never seen that film. I don't think. Here's your second one.
3: Tommy formatted these so they're not the same as normal.
5: Tommy. Oh, Tommy. I like Tommy. Say hi to Tommy for me. He wants you to be his uncle. Does he know? Oh. Tommy's. <laughs> This priorities Next up, we have others, Other People's <laughs> Money, 1991. Drama, comedy, one hour, 43 minutes. Larry the Liquidator, Garfield, Danny DeVito, is a corporate raider, deconstructing companies and selling off the parts for profit. His new target is a small-town cable company that employs the majority of the town's residents. With everyone's livelihood depending on him, company chairman Andrew Jorgensen, Gregory Peck, hires a sexy, his sexy stepdaughter, Kate, Penelope, Ann Miller, to distract loot the ruthless raider. Larry takes the bait and soon finds that he must choose between Kate and money. How's your Alexa going? Nope. Hey, Alexa, what time is it?
4: I can't connect
5: to the public Wi-Fi network. Yeah? Go f- yourself, Alexa. That's how it's working. I
4: can't connect to the public Wi-Fi network. I know. You may need to update your connection. I hate you. Take a look at the help store. Don't ever talk to me, me again. I'll never <laughs> say your name again. Bye-bye.
5: Dr. Ed's beside himself. <laughs> oh... <laughs> you should have seen him when he's going,
3: I'll never say your name again. <laughs> like, he oh. meant it. Like, you know, see, he absolutely oh, meant he it. Oh, he was
0: upset with Alexa. <laughs> it's not you, Alexa. It's me. <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> oh so my God. I set it up, and it's not going so well because it's on a public Wi-Fi, and I don't know how to fix that for Oh, so, boy. So, Other People's Money versus Money Train is your first pairing of movies. What you guys got? Uh, Dr. A., do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, I don't know that i have seen either one of these movies probably completely so i'm gonna go
0: with the money train i'm going with other people's money i know nothing about either
4: no i made this I can't. other people's
1: money definitely other people's money i don't i definitely don't see money train being higher than like if
0: it, 35% it was five percent
2: right you guys are right just it. playing on gregory peck being in the movie
0: <laughs> well if other people's um, money with those two in it was good, I feel like I would know more about it, I guess. But both of these could both be bad as well, so I don't know.
3: All right, those of you that selected Other People's Money.
0: Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog.
3: It is Other People's Money, a 31 for OPM. <laughs> and Money Train, a 22.
0: Oh, a 22 man. for Money Train. They were like, Hey, you know you yeah, that thing no self respect putting
2: <laughs> two movies up with that lowest score. <laughs> <laughs> here he goes. Well
3: all right, wait, here, here's what he did right this time though. He didn't go after Rotten Tomatoes. He went after me for the selection <laughs> mm. of the race.
0: Nice. Yeah, I like that. That's Dr. a good Red's, move. He's taking the cerebral approach this time around. Yeah. That's a I think they tried good. to piggyback off the success
1: of Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. That's exactly and white what they men did. can't jump and they thought they could strike gold twice and yeah, that didn't happen. Right. You they know. thought,
3: yeah, they thought they were gonna be like the next duo or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was it was an and it was a fine movie because that's when J Lo was really fine, fine. Mm-hmm. And so that was the good part of the movie. But outside of that, it was a very, very bad film.
3: All right, we move on to the next pairing. One one for Chris and Travis. Nothing right now. Nil for Dr. Ed. Hey, don't. Don't drive that home, okay? He's going to get mad. Yeah, I realized that as I said it, so I looked away from him, and I can't make eye contact with him right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fantasy movies. We just got done with a fantasy television show in Game of Thrones. Let's check in on some fantasy movies. Ready? Tommy, <laughs> boy. What do you got?
0: Tommy looks so proud right now.
3: Right, I here, made this. Here's your... <laughs> like you just had a baby, and you're really... I made this! Mm-hmm. All right, here's your first one.
5: Rotten tomatoes. I do have some tomatoes in that bag sitting over there from the grocery store that's been, you know, laying in the car for two hours. So chop, chop, pal. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. 2002, Drama Fantasy. Three hours, 55 minutes. The sequel to, to the Golden Globe nominated and FAFI award winning The Lord of the Rings. The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers follows the continuing quest of Frodo, Elijah Wood, and the Fellowship to destroy the One Ring. Frodo and Sam, Shauna, Aston, discover they are being Followed by the mysterious Gullum, Gollum, Edagon, Vigo, Mordensen, the Elf Archer, Legolas, and Gimlit, Gimli, the Dwarf, encounter the besieged Rohan Kingdom, whose once great King Théoden has fallen under Samara- S- Saramu- Sarama- Saruman's deadly spell. Saruman's deadly spell.
3: There's your first one. The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers.
5: That was a tough one. Yeah, he
3: struggled.
1: By the way, can we agree for all those who watched this season of Game of Thrones that, you know, the battle sequence in the third episode that was being constantly compared to the battle sequence in The Two Towers, can we officially give that one to Lord of the Rings now?
0: Yes. I agree completely. Yeah. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Okay. Gardner's on board,
4: Doctor. Did not rival Helm's Deep.
0: Oh, man. Mm -hmm.
3: Here's your next one in the fantasy realm.
5: Ready? Yep. The Princess Bride, 1987, fantasy romance, one hour, 38 minutes. A fairy tale adventure about a beautiful young woman and her two, and her, and her one true love, wait, and her one true love. He must find her after a long separation and save her. They must battle the evils of the mythical kingdom of Florin to be re- reunited with each other. Based on the William Goldman novel, The Princess Bride, which earned its lo- its its own lo- loyal audience. Now, wait a minute. Wasn't Sean, what's his name, or Dave, or what, Dick Sean, I mean, no, not Dick Sean, because that was a guy in a mad, 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 mad world. A little it? guy who was in the dinner with Andre. Oh. Uh... Uh, that's Sean.
3: He talks like
5: that's, this. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Can you do an impersonation of him? No, I can't. You just did it perfectly. Try it. I can't. He just did it perfectly. Try it. He talks like... I can't, because my voice is too deep. Is that from the crack? I haven't done cracking <laughs> five, six years, man. <laughs> get off my back.
3: <laughs> Don't even get off oh, no. his back. Oh, no. Oh, no. So oh. you have The Princess Bride versus The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. you remember
2: Airplane, Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, yep. I picked the wrong day to stop smoking crack. <laughs> That's what I feel like <laughs> with no. Sean. That was... Um,
3: <laughs>
2: no, it was uh, Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges.
3: Lloyd yes. yes. Bridges, yeah. Because then he did the sniffing glue, and then he jumped out the window. Yeah. Yeah. You guys oh, were bad. thinking of Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn, okay. Thank I've never you. seen The Princess Bride. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Have you seen Dinner with Andre? No. Okay. Okay. Missing dinner with Herve. Okay, it's the Princess Bride versus the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. Travis, you go first this time.
1: Going with the Two Towers.
3: Two Towers.
1: Chris. Princess Bride.
3: Princess Bride. Dr. Ed. I think I'm going to go with the Princess Bride. Those of you that selected Princess Bride. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Princess Bride, a 97. The Two Towers, a 95. Oh, dang.
2: Oh, you just got the eye roll from the <laughs> Yeah,
3: he does it a lot these days, yeah. Dr. Ed. He doesn't yeah. like St. Louis anymore. So uh, he thinks... Big city. Yeah. Let's uh, come up with some nickname for him. Something more urban, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So Travis has one. Dr. Ed has one. Chris has two. Looking to defend his title from last week. That's right. So we've talked about a couple of actors recently. We've talked about Rob Lowe because Tommy got to go meet Rob Lowe over the weekend down in Nashville, Tennessee. He's a very nice man. And what kind of body does he have? Oh, it's a very nice body. He's got a nice body. Oh, boy. And also, we touched on Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves had John Wick. uh, What's the third one called right now, Travis? Parabellum. Parabellum. That came out recently. Both attractive men. So why don't we pit one against the other? It'll be a Rob Lowe movie. Versa Keanu Reeves movie here in our final pairing. Here you go. Here's your first one.
5: It'll be a Rob Lowe. One. Next up, Bad Influence. 1990, thriller drama, one hour, 40 minutes. Los Angeles marketing analyst, Michael Bowl, James Spader, struggles with insecurity despite his successes until he meets a mysterious man, Alex, Rob Lowe, who promises to help him gain confidence. However, Alex's guidance becomes the toxic, becomes toxic when he introduces Michael to sex, drugs, and crime. When Michael's life begins to collapsing, he comes to realize that his mentor is a sociopath. Is it too late? Or can Michael escape Alex's sinister web of me- of-, of mechanisms? Er mach- m- what is it? Machinations?
3: Machinations. Did you uh pass gas in your apartment elevator the other day?
5: Yes. That's not... Unnormal. You know, I, I don't want to talk about this. It happens all the time now. As soon as I get in there, I gotta, I gotta pass gas. And of course, oh, I can make it down to the first floor, no problem. And of course, you know, next floor somebody gets on, it's awful.
3: Did you have to apologize
5: to someone? Mm, sorry about that. I'm so sorry. Well, I can hold it, I suppose, but mm-hmm. it feels so good to let it go. <laughs>
3: oh my God! All right,
5: Travis, you're not the
3: only one. So, uh, <laughs> your first movie, Bad Influence a Rob Lowe movie. It's got to go against a Keanu Reeves movie.
5: Here's that movie. Point Break, 1999, cr- 1991, crime thriller, two hour, three minutes. After a string of bizarre bank robberies in Southern California, with the crooks donning, ma- donning mass of various former presidents, a federal agent, Johnny Utah, Keanu Reeves, infiltrates a suspected gang. But this is no ordinary group of robbers or surfers, led by the charismatic Bodie Patrick Swayze, who are addicted to the rush of thievery. But when, the, but when Utah falls in love with a female surfer, Tyler, Lori Petty, who is, is close to the gang. It complicates his, his sense of duty.
3: Who would you rather be involved with intimately? Keanu Reeves or Rob
5: Lowe? Well, Rob Lowe. Keanu Reeves, I just think I'd be bored with in about 10 minutes. Yeah, oh my God. Makes sense. I think Rob Lowe would be more fun. Rob Lowe probably gets high as a mother. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I bet he doesn't. I bet he hasn't gotten high in 30 years. He's done nothing but organic crap.
0: All right. 29 years. He was very close. He's been sober that long. So,
3: it's Point Break versus Bad Influence. Let's start with Chris.
0: Uh, I got to go with Bad Influence because we want to remember Point Break as being this awesome movie, but I think you put it in there to mess with us. Okay. Dr. Ed.
3: I,
2: I was, you know, just not, I'm going with Point Break. I'm glad you went with the other one because I really wanted to choose Point Break off of yeah.
0: Did you, did you like that? I remember that being I did. really popular. I did. Yeah. The original.
2: Yeah. Uh, who, else, who else was in there with him? Um,
1: what's his name? Gary Sweet. Busey. Oh, Gary Busey.
3: Busey, yeah. Cool. Travis?
1: I am uh, going to go with Point Break. I, I That's probably bad influence because I think we remember Point Break more finally now than it, when it was released. But yeah, I'll go Point Break, though, nevertheless.
3: All right. Those of you that went with Point Break, <laughs> Point break with a 68. Bat influence with a 71. A tight matchup. Clean sweep. And a clean sweep for Chris. And he defends his title from last week in Dogs on Film.
0: Huge thank you to Hillside Animal Hospital for sponsoring that. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it, Dr. Why, Ed? Why
2: do you Why do you remake a movie to get to 68?
0: I don't know. 68's a decent score, but you would want to remake like a 90 and above, right? I don't think so. Yeah. No, you don't want to remake. That's a classic. Once you reach that point, so yeah,
1: that makes sense to do one at 68. That means you can. There's room to improve upon the original. You don't want to do something that's revered and is at 95, 96. That the, makes it too the difficult problem, for people to come out and trust it.
3: The problem I see with that is that it kind of got a cultish type label to it. So when if right. you go, if you go out and try and remake a bad movie, that makes sense. But even if if it's one that's kind of middle, like let's say rating wise or how it's thought of critically. But it has a cultish type following. That's going to be much more difficult to deal with, because then you have, you know, people that are fans of that. Um, I do have the tiebreaker we could play for you. Um, Went with a war-related, war-related movie with Memorial Day coming up on Monday. So here's mm-hmm. what the tiebreaker would have been if it would have been needed today.
5: Born on the 4th of July, 1989, adaptation, political drama, 2 hours, 25 minutes. In the mid-1960s, suburban New York teenager Ron Kovic, uh, Tom Cruise, enlists in the Marines, fulfilling what he sees as his patriotic duty. During his second tour of Vietnam, he accidentally kills a fellow soldier during a, and a, para- during a retreat and later becomes permanently paralyzed, paralyzed in battle. Returning home to an uncaring Veterans Administration bureaucracy, and to people on both sides of a political divide who don't understand what he went through, Kovic becomes an impassioned critic of war. How's your bladder? My bladder's fine. Well, my bladder—it's a half a bladder ever since the operation. <sighs> but now I think it's time for me to go to the bathroom. I gotta go.
3: All right. What would you guys have guessed on Born on the Fourth of July? Ninety-three percent. Ninety-three from Chris. Eighty. Eighty from Dr. Ed. Travis.
0: 88.
3: It was an 89. Whoa. Close. Almost got it, Travis.
0: That's a way to save some face. Uh, Again, Dr. Ed joined us from Hillside Animal Hospital each and every week. And if you got Stanley Cup tickets, you're looking to move, send them to the veterinarian. Always good to have a veterinarian uh, owe you a favor. I think Bacchus
3: has got to hook you up.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: I have to reach out. No, <laughs> not, oh, he's I'm got not a plan. I'm free tickets. I will gladly pay for tickets. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I think we'll see you at the. Uh, I think we'll see you there. I think I it'll think be a good time. At least time. one game would be fun. Yeah, it'd be a good time. Even though Travis probably looks down on it as being some kind of a hayseed flyover thing.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's cute. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a cute <laughs> thing for the. How how are bars going to do, Chris? Now that the Stanley Cup Finals is here.
0: Huge impact for them. Heck. It's uh okay. it's a big win for uh, for bars, food trucks, like Buzz's Away and Grill, the like. Southtown pub will see the benefit of it. You know, it's great for the local economy in a small city, Travis, and I know you care about that. We can so. get
3: someone a uh, guest on to discuss the economic impact, Travis.
1: That's not
0: <laughs> you don't want to. Uh, we'll uh We'll tell you uh, about uh, our friends at Getaway Carts real quick before we get Dr. Ed out of here. Getawaycarts.com is the website. Dr. Ed, you need a uh, golf cart to uh, scoot around the hill, you go to getawaycarts.com is where you head. Hashtag carte blanche. They back gardeners' movement. That's right, the bullpen cart movement. They also back your ability to customize without limits. Getawaycarts.com for the website. Uh, Dr. Ed, real quick, what do we need to know for the stanley cup run how's it going to go down how are you going to get to the game what are you looking forward to the most
2: what am i looking forward to um i think just that you know i'm happy that they made it to the finals i i, I really do think you know obviously and I, like i said i'll be I'll be happy year if the Blues win. I'll be happy for David Backus. Um I think the Blues are just are the team of destiny this year, and I think they're going to do it.
0: <sighs> you heard it here first, the good doctor. I think if we gave did, his prediction, a physical
2: play, I think is going to take out Boston. I love it. Yeah,
0: that'll be so exciting, and uh, oh, you can celebrate with a nail trim yeah. at Hillside Animal Hospital, right, guys? <laughs> Make that happen. No, it it's extremely exciting, and uh, guys like you. Are why I'm uh, I'm pumped for the Blues to do this. So Dr. Ed's gonna get out of here. We're gonna let him leave. You guys get your fair fouls in. Topic today: the city of Boston. You can win ten bucks to Southtown Pub.
2: Yeah, I gotta go. I got lunch with Ben Fred today. Oh! <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm getting that look that I usually oh, get, partner. man, yeah.
0: <laughs> guys, we'll take a quick break. We're live, at Midcoast Studio. Check out Midcoast.media for more information. We'll be right back live 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 we are live 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 we are live 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 we are live Welcome back to We Are Live. We've got Fair or Foul coming up. We're going to do that in just a moment. Travis, real quick, what do you have planned in the uh, world of writing over uh, for tonight? Uh, The World of
1: writing is going to have to pick up. Uh, Papa Bear has an important deadline he needs to hit uh, by this time next week. So I am going to be in the shits, as the kids say. But uh, I'm excited. I'm probably going to try to get out, though. Um, I don't have any other Sesame Street sessions for the rest of the week with the holiday coming up. So I will uh, probably try to get to the Paley Center uh, where they are celebrating 35 years of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh wow! And so I can try to maybe put something together for a upcoming TravU. and uh, again catch a few more comedy shows um, while I'm here, and uh, mingle with some of the fine comedians. Maybe I'll send a few your way to St. Louis. Maybe they'll do oh. your. Uh, maybe I'll do another theme show, uh, which seems to be very popular with them. So yeah.
0: Certainly popular enough. You can see Mia on Fox 2 tomorrow here in St. Louis. You'll see her or hear her on Bud and Broadway. That's a big morning show on 93.7. She'll be out and about. I believe there's a KSDK right up in the works as well. So we're very excited. Get tickets online. Marvelous, Miss Mia. Uh, and again, you get free complimentary toasted raviolis from uh, Antonino's with your ticket purchase as well. So get those online, metrotix.com. Today's topic, the city of Boston. Gardner, are we ready?
3: um just a moment wait before we
0: get there did did
1: we i I wanted to to jump into a little incident that took place involving uh some elected officials and the director of hud
3: yeah i wanted to allow you to do that my mistake please to let your liberal be more liberal than ever now that you're in brooklyn so i have the video if you want to set it up real quick travis
1: uh yesterday uh The director of HUD, uh, Chris's hero, Ben Carson, uh, was in front of Representative (laughs) Porter. Uh, She, I believe, has an extensive history, not only in finance, but also real estate. So I believe she's one of the chairs for this committee. uh, And they had Ben Carson in front of this committee, and they were talking about uh, basically foreclosures, foreclosures in urban communities. And she wanted to know if Ben Carson, again, the director of HUD, was aware of some of the terminology uh, and was he aware of some of these things that were taking place in these urban communities uh, like these foreclosures that are putting a lot of poor black and brown people out into the streets based off government loans. And so she grilled Ben Carson and asked him about a important acronym that the director of HUD should probably know
4: as you look it up i'd also like you to get back to me if you don't mind to explain the disparity in reo rates do you know what an reo is
3: an oreo
4: r no not an oreo an r-e-o r-e-o
3: real estate
4: what's the o stand for
3: e organization
4: owned real estate owned That's what happens when a property goes to foreclosure. We call it an REO. Mm -hmm. And FHA loans have much higher REOs. That is, they go to foreclosure rather than to loss mitigation or to non-foreclosure alternatives like short sales than comparable loans at the GSEs. So I'd like to know why we're having more foreclosures that end in people losing their homes with stains to their credit and disruption to their communities and their neighborhoods at FHA than we are at the GSEs.
1: He, he he knew none of that. He knew none couldn't of be, it. could bothered <laughs> with all due, with yeah. all the respect. I I be honest, I don't know any of it. But also, I'm not the director of HUD, and so it was an embarrassing display to say the least. And someone made a very good point online as well. Why does Ben Carson do this job? Like he could be a, he can make five times as much being a conservative speaker that tours the country. Or being an analyst on Fox News. Why does he do this job if it's very clear he doesn't care about it and certainly doesn't know how his job actually works?
3: Maybe he doesn't have to work as much with this job.
1: This is also true.
0: <laughs> gets paid. That's a point. I actually saw another clip and he was uh too. he was oh boy. I mean downright smug, dismissive. Yeah. Smug doesn't even uh, go with it. It was very strange. Normally, very I'll reclaim my time very strange
3: normally you're smug if you have the confidence that you have the facts or documents the receipts the knowledge of something because you're confident in that you're going to be smug because you believe that you're going to be able to provide that evidence to anyone no matter what that was not the case here he's confident he won't lose his job yeah the smugness was unwarranted um very clearly and you know and then he tried to you know have fun with it afterwards saying he's going to send some Oreos over to Miss Porter. So whatever, what are you going to do? That's like, and
1: that was the thing that I don't know. You, you hit the nail on the head gardener. I think, um, yeah, if you're going to be that smug about it, generally it's because you're very knowledgeable. You're incredibly confident about what you're going to say. You know, your Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. Where Ben Carson, it's very clear. He doesn't know how HUD works. He doesn't care about how disenfranchised minorities are when it comes to receiving loans or those who have been foreclosed on. He doesn't care about that. And then to have the smug Uh attitude on top of it. I think when people ask, why are people so anti-Trump? Why do they hate Trump? um, That's at the top of everyone's list. It's because not only do you not know what you're doing, but you're very smug about not Mm -hmm. knowing what you're doing. And that yesterday was a display that was just, then this guy, Ben Carson, used to be a hero in the black community. Like this guy used to be held up on a pedestal as what black excellence can be, and to see where he has fallen, to see what he's become, um, is uh, one of the saddest things, honestly, I think, to come out of this administration.
3: Now uh, real quick, before we get into fair um, I thought it would have been uh, even more entertaining to watch Ms. Porter at that point. If she would have just started giving him acronyms to see if he knew mm-hmm. what they meant, yep. like continue yes. and actually starting with HUD itself, do you know what <laughs> HUD is? Uh, uh, a HUD, a, a hut, a hut, a house, a house, uh, like a a dirt house, a hut. Just to see where it would have went, <laughs> I thought that would have been much, uh, not much more entertaining, but added to the entertainment
1: factor. That would have been good. Actually, I was hoping she was going to do something similar and be like, so can you tell me about the NBA? and just start dropping just random acronyms and and seeing where he would run with it. Yeah, I'm with you, Gardner. I would have loved to have seen that, but I guess everyone has to be professional at some point in Congress.
3: Mr. Carson, did you know SCUBA was an acronym? Did you know that, (laughs) Mr. Carson?
1: All right, that's all.
0: Absolutely fantastic. Let's do some Fairfell.
3: Travis, go ahead.
1: It's time for FAIR. Or foul, trademark copyrighted.
3: Brought to you by Ben Frederickson and the St. Louis Post Dispatch. And this defining moment, change has come to America.
1: People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair.
5: We give it back to you, the people. Or foul.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's my lawyers laughing all the way to the bank when I own the St.
0: Louis Post-Dispatch. You still gonna do those (laughs) slideshows?
1: Of course, I mean, how else we gonna make money?
0: We get clicks. We get those clicks. We asked you about the city of Boston, topical, because the Blues play the Bruins. Lots uh, to get into historically, a lot of uh, star power. It's going to be a big, uh, big next couple weeks here in St. Louis and Boston. Uh, here we go, fair or foul, winner gets 10 bucks to Southtown Pub. And a big thank you to Tommy Bannister, Circa Properties, for sponsoring the show and making things like this possible. Fair, as read in Jet Magazine. Boston. Come for the history, leave because of the racism. <laughs> TT's, pink eye. P.S. Yes, I realize our region doesn't have room to talk. <laughs> Foul, I'm so sick of that self-important place. Everyone from there always talks about Southie. Southie, like you're expected to know what that means. The real question <laughs> is, what this matchup does for the soul of Marvelous Marvis Morrell. We know he's a New Yorker now. We know how much New Yorkers look down at anything in the Midwest. The only thing they potentially hate more than the country is Boston. So I say, do it, Travis. Embrace your inner New Yorker and tell Boston they suck. See, almost, it's almost as natural as when someone says their mom is the most beautiful woman they've ever seen. The JBL jackal. Hey, stop.
4: The word was hot.
0: Mm. Mm-mm. Ah. Travis, we'll let you vote first. Who you got?
1: Uh, Chris, I'm going to abstain today in protest.
0: Oh wow. oh wow! Oh wow! Wow! Ben wow. Fred sucks. That's getting tweeted out. That's fantastic! Wow! What a really what an interesting thing that Travis has done. Um, Gardner, who you voting for? Uh, what was the first one? Uh, TTS. Pink eye. Eh,
3: I like the Jet Magazine reference.
0: Okay, I'll Tommy? I like eye. Jackal. The JVL Jackal has won $10 okay. to Southtown Pub. He Can't can argue. enjoy that while he's watching the Blues in the Stanley Cup Finals. Monday, Monday, Monday. Instead of the Funny Bone competition, where Tommy will be. Hey, come see me before uh, 50 Minutes. Uh, again, tickets online at Ticketmaster, Marvelous Mrs. Mia, Mia Jackson. She'll be here. She's a blast. She was amazing at the Lou Fest Redo Show. Sarah Perry, Libby Higgins. Get tickets, guys. We got Antonino's hooking you up with toasted ravioli. For Gardner, for Tommy, for Dr. Ed, everybody here back here at the Midcoast studio. I love you all. Thank you guys for all the wonderful support. And, uh, Travis, you're in Brooklyn, New York. What do you say when we finish this?
4: Peace? Question mark. <laughs>